Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialist with an office in Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, well, let's talk about consequences on our turf, on the stuff we deal with, and, that, uh, and that's taxes in this situation. So I know that's a big point of uh, pride for you, and that's something you guys do very take very seriously, all of the things that you do, obviously, but this is something you guys really... Uh, raise your bar on a little bit. So let's talk about, first of all, just tax-deferred accounts, pros, cons, advantages, disadvantages to the norm, to the things we're used to kind of ingrained to use like a 401k. Well, 401ks, IRAs, um, qualified plans. So if you're for a nonprofit, um, like a school or a medical hospital, those types of things. Sometimes I'll have a thing called a 403B. Uh, if you work the federal government, you have a, access to a thing called a TSP. If you're the small employer, you might have a SIMPLE or a SEP. Those all allow you to put money in, get a tax deduction for it, and then it grows tax deferred. And when you pull it out, it's taxable. Uh, IRA, same thing. You put a deposit in, it reduces your taxable income. When it comes out, it's taxable. So here's the line that you have to remember. And I learned this a long time ago from somebody. And of course, he says it with a really thick Southern twang. Sounds a lot uh, lot prettier then. But he goes, uh, qualified plans do two things. They defer the tax and the tax calculation. He goes, let that last bit roll around your brain for a little bit. Okay. So the thing is, when you defer the tax on the front side, you're deferring it whatever the tax rates are at that moment, right? Like today in 2023, tax steps, first four of them go 10, 12, 22, 24, okay? Mm -hmm. When you go to take it out, so let's say you are 40 years old right now, and let's say you're gonna access this when you're 65, well, now, that's going to be 25 years from now. So that'll be the year, let's see, we're in 2023, so 25 years. We got the year uh, 2058, right? Mm-hmm. If my math is right. Okay. Do you know what the tax rates are going to be in 2058? Oh, absolutely. Let me get. Let me check my sports <laughs> almanac from uh, Back to the Future, and I'll get right yeah, back far, to Yeah, farmer's almanac. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a good one. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to be. So what if rates are different at that point? So when you pull it out – that's when they calculate how much tax you owe on that money. Mm-hmm. So, and who controls the tax rates? Congress, mm-hmm. right? The administration, right? Right. right. So that, that's the only downside to them is that you don't know when you pull it out how much you're going to pay, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you do have control over how much you pull out until you hit a certain age. Now, that was minimum distribution age, which for a long time in my business, that was always 70 and a half, Never knew why they always had a half a year. It was so goofy. Like yeah. The 59 and a half, the 70 and a half, you thought, who? Like, was that, speaking of Congress, made you think that, like, some of them were like, I'm not for 59. And some were like, well, I'm not for 60. <laughs> so they said, well, fine. How about half? <laughs> yeah. Meet me halfway. Right. Well, it's like, why, why is paper eight and a half by 11? Why not just eight by 11? Right. Right. So, but anyways, and it was actually the year after the year in which you turned 70 and a half. So even more. Add convoluted. confusion. Yeah. But then they change it to 72 with the SECURE Act. 
And then Secure Act 2.0 comes along, passes the end of last year, which no one really knew because it was occurred, you know, after Christmas. Well, they did both of them that way, right? They pushed them through like the last week of legislation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secure was more Secure Act 1.0 was had made a lot more headlines than Secure Act 2.0. True. Yeah. But Secure Act 2.0 pushed that minimum distribution age to 73. If you're born after 1960, actually, it's going to push it out to 75. No half a year, just 72. 75, I'm sorry, 73 and 75 now, but it's also the year after the year in which you turn those if you wanted to wait. But in those years, you got to take two, so you might as well take one in the year you turn those ages. So you're not forced to take money out of these tax-deferred types of accounts until you hit those ages. So again, let's say you retire at 65, you got 10 years before you're forced to take money out. But when you do take it out, guess what? Whatever the tax calculation is at that time is how much you'll pay on the rate you'll pay on the dollars that you pull out. So it does two things. Defers the tax currently, which is nice. You don't pay tax on any of the growth until you take it out. And that's when the tax calculation is assessed. Right. And that's the normal. That's the thing that we're kind of all used to doing is doing that, uh, putting it in a 401k and letting it kicking it down the road. And maybe that makes sense to a point. Well, the 401k, I would argue, is a is a great accumulation tool because it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's out of sight, out of mind. So sure. you, know, you sign up every, if you get paid, you know, every two weeks, the money comes out before you even see it, right? Um, your dollar cost averaging, so you're going in at different points. Uh, the employer's putting some money in on your behalf as well. So you're getting what we quote unquote free money, right? You put in six, they match three, something like that. And then you get to spend the rest, right? So if you, I, I just saw something over the weekend, which made sense. They had, I think it was uh, 50, 30, 20, so if you think if you can, 50% could cover your baseline expenses. This is up your take-home pay. Mm-hmm. 30% for like things that you to add the, fun the along ones, the way, and then yeah. 20% saving for retirement. Yeah. So if you think about it, if you had 20% that you saved, you know, emergency fund and 401k contributions, those kinds of things. So that gets out of there before you even take the rest home, right? So if you're saving enough, if it's saving automatically, then you kind of have a pass to spend the rest. Right, so that's what the four hundred one k is good at. It takes it out before you even have access to it, mm-hmm. because once you have it in your hand, it's kind of like you know Gollum and the and the the precious little <laughs> ring. Right, I don't want to give any of this away. Right. I want to enjoy it. Uh, it's hard to put it back into something, so it's out of sight, out of mind. Well, so that's what the four hundred one k. Okay, works but well. with that in mind, though, Eric, so is the tax bill that is brewing in the background. So it's out of sight, out of mind as well, because you're pumping away, which is what we're taught to do for 40 years, and this thing is growing. So maybe it's worthwhile to have conversations about different kinds of accounts and tax consequences like a Roth. So then our next ones are tax-free accounts. Correct, because now Roth is an option inside of those qualified plans. It wasn't an option, you know, five, six years ago. Now it is. So that's where you want to, you know, have this more intelligent conversation about, okay, Tax rates are historically low relative to where they have been. So maybe I want to take the tax hit now. Again, out of sight, out of mind, so it'll be the tax. Maybe I can live, you know, kind of, I always recommend people kind of tip their toe into it. So let's say you're saving 10% in your 401k, okay? Maybe do 3% into the Roth and see how it feels, right? And if not, move up to five and maybe move up to the old 10 Right, because two things happen when you put money into the Roth side of a 401k or other type of qualified plan. It's the money coming going into that Roth that comes out, or the 401k that comes out of your check, but also the tax on that money comes out of your check. So your check goes down kind of twice as fast. All right. So if you can still, you know, make it work with all paying all your bills and still having some fun, that's great because then all that money is being saved 
growing, and when you boil it out, no tax, okay? So the Roth 401ks are fantastic that way. Roth IRAs, great as well, but you have income limitations. You make too much, you can't put money into a Roth IRA. You actually have to take the money out and invest it, so it has some discipline to it where the 401k it still requires discipline, but it's a right. lot easier because it comes out of your check before you even see it. So yeah. both. You can't save too much tax-free money. Right. right? And, and these are the two biggies, right? So, I mean, obviously the tax-deferred accounts like your 401 and your IRA uh, versus tax-free like a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, these are the biggest ones out there as far as from tax consequences, what to do, how to do it. They get all the press. They get all the conversation, uh, especially around the things like the conversions that with people we've been talking about a lot lately. You know, do I convert and things of that nature? Uh, that's all well and good. We'll, we've done that a bunch of times. So I want to touch on a couple other things, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pick up another conversation here in just a minute. But taxable accounts, other kinds of accounts, um, money markets or after-tax brokerage accounts, something like that, any consequences? Yeah, so- Things like there. stocks, mutual funds, yeah. uh, those yeah. types of things. So those have a different tax nature to them as well because you pay tax along the way, dividends, interest, capital gains are taxable each year. But when you go to sell them, those have a different tax nature to them because depending on other sources of income that you have, if your income, if you're on the first two tax steps and below, long-term capital gains rate could be zero. So you could pull, you could sell appreciated mutual fund or a stock and not pay any income tax on it, which is great. So you need to have that conversation. So we talk about the three different buckets of money, taxable, tax-deferred, tax-free. When you reach retirement, the way you pull it out of those buckets, could you could fall off the tax rolls, mm. which is really, really nice because yeah. when you go to buy something like a basket of groceries, the, the cashier doesn't ask you, how did you make the money? Did you earn it? Is it from a pension? <laughs> Is it from a, you know? Did you pay any tax on the money that you're, that that you're paying for the weird. groceries? Yeah, that They strange. don't care. Right. But if... If you get to save on taxes, money lasts longer if you don't have to give the government 15 to 20% of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Uh, before we have to jump out and take a break, let's do one more quick one here. Life insurance, any tax consequences there? Obviously, we hear a lot of commercials about things like have a tax-free retirement with life insurance products, things of that well, nature. Life insurance death benefits are tax-free, but properly structured life insurance, you can take withdrawals or borrow against your life insurance to have tax-free income. And that's mm-hmm. where people can use it from a tax-free retirement standpoint. Okay, gotcha. There's a lot of rules you have to play by because life insurance is regulated by the IRS. They don't allow you to put all you want into it. It has to be within certain parameters. Mm-hmm. And as you pull money out, you have to make sure you're, you're playing by the rules because if you don't play it right, it can, what we call, blow up or implode, and then all those future distributions are treated as taxable. So it's a powerful tool. You have to make sure it's used correctly and you understand all the limitations. Just like any tool is going to have advantages and disadvantages, but life insurance is very powerful because of its unique tax nature. Just make sure you understand how you're using it, and the strategy works for you and your plan. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.